0: Remember to visit us online, too, at BestEverYou.com. And now here's your host, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, Elizabeth Hamilton-Garino.
1: Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for listening to the Best Ever You Show. Today is a show about being your best and keeping it real. Uh, We have got one of my favorite all-time people in this planet world, whatever you want to call it. Just. Oh, my gosh! I love her! Um, when I very first um, started Best ever you a long time ago, we crossed paths and um she's been with me ever since um helping me being helping me make decisions, guiding me um putting all of her friends on the website (laughs) everything anything anything Brianna Brown could ever do to help she's there and I think that's how she is in in life in general Um, because when I announced that I was having her on the show today my Twitter feed flooded with ask her this and ask her this and ask her this so we could have Brianna on for the whole day and ask her all these questions but she's going to be here for 30 minutes (laughs) so um, Brianna how are you I'm doing great I'm doing great Thank you. Do you like Brianna or Brianna? I always say Brianna. It's
2: Brianna. Yeah. Yeah. So I
1: thought. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's the Midwest, you know, you never know whether you're saying somebody's name perfectly right and all that good stuff. So I always call you Brianna in my own head and, you know, Um, boy, what a treat to have you on. And we're going to talk about your book right off the bat. And I want to uh, give everybody a couple of websites because a lot of people listen to our show and they're fiddling around on their computer as they're listening. So Brianna's website is b r I-A-N-N-A-Brown, B-R-O-W-N.com. And then she also has another website called thenewhollywood.org, um, spelled just like that, thenewhollywood.org. And so both of those websites um, are all, gosh, there's so much information and, and growing um, on these both of these websites. But one thing that we've added to Brianna's personal website is this Button called Shop, <laughs> and I'm wondering what we're going to shop for over <laughs> the years to come. <laughs> but for right now, it's got this book on it called Manifesting Your Mission, and this is a uh, t- tell me about this book. This is awesome. So excited for you. Um,
2: Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a guidebook that has been, uh, that I co-wrote with uh, children's author Beth Navarro, who's also a member of uh, The New Hollywood, which is an organization I founded in 2006. It's a not-for-profit and we're dedicated to supporting socially conscious storytellers and change makers. And we do that through a bunch of different initiatives that we have, whether it be our micro grant program or our fiscal sponsorship program. Or we have a mentorship uh, day. We have a kindness in action. Um, we have our Get My Body Back, which is a health and wellness challenge. Um, and some of these things are for members and some are for non-members or for our online uh, community. And um, we're all about uh adding value and leading by example. And I'm a big believer that the way to lead by example is obviously you got to live it to, to be it. Um, yeah. You know, regurgitated information is great and can be helpful, but um, I think the, what's most impactful is when someone is, is able to really be and also can speak from experience as to how they've created or achieved um, whatever it is that they're, they're wanting to manifest. And so we have used different tools within the organization um, over the past 12 years uh, to help with goal setting and accountability because the foundation of it is goal setting and accountability. Um, And then obviously there's the give back aspect, like our, our motto is rise higher, shine brighter, give back. So uh, over the years, we've tried different tools, and I've, I've, you know, I've taken from some of the things that I've loved and augmented or, um, you know, come up with myself systems that I've seen that have worked. And so for the past five or seven years, we've been internally beta testing it. We've been using it for just members. And, um, you know, every year we've printed out a different guidebook with, a, you know, and tweaked and polished the systems. And this year we decided, let's just do a soft launch and put it out there and see what what people, non-members, you know, think and how they, and how they like it. I said, I feel like it's, it's time, it's ready. We have, um, you know, we've been around, like I said, for over a decade. Um, we've really refined the tools. And I'm really big about keeping things simple and um, because I feel that most people don't create what they really want because it's just too overwhelming to start, or they hit a roadblock <laughs> and then they stop. And the roadblocks are the, the 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 fun learning part if you can get through the fire of it. So, um, so this this tool, and again we we create different ones each year. I mean we polish and refine and polish and refine. Helps just keep. Uh, what your real intentions are, what your real values are in alignment with your actions. And um, so it's a simple goal system that just helps people stay focused on what they really want, what they say they want versus our endless to-do lists, versus getting caught (laughs) up in all the nonsense. And, um, you know, and, and I find that it's usually the nonsense that distracts us, and then months later we're like, oh, yeah, I didn't accomplish that thing. Ah, yeah, New Year's resolutions never work. Ah, goals don't work. Oh, it's because of this and this. And I just realized that the real big difference between those who are victims and victorious are, are when we are consistently taking time to evaluate what's working, what's not, why, how do I take responsibility? So, um, and and my big why of why I wanted to put this out there um, beyond just members, you know, because it's vulnerable to be like, I'm going to put this out there, and this is a thing, and we've been doing it. Um, (laughs) But my bigger why as to why I wanted to do that is because I believe now, know, I believe just in general that we all have incredible gifts to add value to the world. We all have incredible passions and things that are either we're really, you know, moving forward with or that are untapped. And there are so many amazing teachers and so many amazing methods. And I, and I think that different things speak to different people or have spoken to me at different times in my life. Um, But uh, this is what's worked for me. I've had people say, what's your secret sauce? And I'm like, well, here it is. Um, and and my, my whole point of, of doing this is, is because I think that, like Julia Cameron speaks about in the artist's way, that if everyone fulfilled their passion and their purpose, and that doesn't mean that you have to be some big, grandiose thing. It could be something very simple or it could be very simple actions. Uh, our world would work more in harmony. So if I can shed a little bit of light of what's working for me and that inspires someone else to try something new or open their eyes to something or just be consistent in what they already know is right for them. Uh, then, then I feel like I'm really been, that's, that's a big part of my purpose and my give back.
1: When I first came across you many moons ago, I found you and I still find you refreshing and relatable. I'm a lot older than you and, um, And a a lot of the people that are in the new Hollywood and so forth, you know, being almost 50 here. And I've known you for a good long time now. um, And I just still find you to be just one of the most refreshing and relatable people out there. And um, can you explain that <laughs> i don't know explain <laughs> why i feel that way about you brianna Go. there's no air you. To, there's no arrogance to you there's no like look at me i'm a famous actress you know kind of thing and you're just you're just you and i love it um and oh, thank did have you. you just you, i think you've have you always just been that way must be what people just well the, people must tell you that a lot i'm guessing
2: um maybe they think it I don't hear it all the time but I I really appreciate you sharing that um I think I think the reason that I became a performer and an artist is because at at heart I'm an activist and um and I think because of the different life experiences that I've had the different hardships that I've had the different things that I've had to overcome um which you know, you if you look at my social media highlight reel, right? You know, um, you're not going to see the fil- you're going to see the filtered version. I, I'm not doing journal entries, and I'm not giving therapy sessions. I'm not divulging therapy <laughs> sessions online. I don't think that's appropriate. Um, and 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 it's also you know my journey is what what I'm learning in my journey. I don't want other people's energy and thoughts on. <laughs> I, yeah, want, here I, want my, I want my team of people who I really believe in. And um, as I'm figuring out what I'm, what I, what it is that I'm working on, what, what goals I'm working on, what things that are, that I'm, that I'm working through. And I think that, you know, I think that the people in my industry that are really the best at what they do are humble. The people who are the best at what they do are secure and it's very difficult to be secure in an industry that is consistently inconsistent. It's very difficult to have a strong sense of self when all you're doing is pretending um, to be someone else or playing in worlds that are not reality. Um, But what I found is that most artists, whether they're super successful or not, but most artists at heart want to, add value they want to portray characters or stories that move people they want to um that make people feel empathy or compassion or laughter to feel good um to go on an adventure and to escape because you know we all have trying things in our lives and and we also you know how how we relate to each other can sometimes be influenced by art and so i think that keeping my why um why this is important to me at the forefront is probably why I'm more relatable. And I also, I don't, you know, I just, uh, you know, I think cause where I come from being from Midwest and I have strong family values mm-hmm. and I come from a good, a good family that, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't believe in viewing myself any more or less than someone else because I don't know what, I don't know what God given gifts those people have. So who am I to judge? right? And, um, and what, what, what's their journey? So I think that, you know, we, we put people on pedestals in our country that not, don't always necessarily need to be on pedestals. And then there are other people who are real heroes day in and day out, whether it's seen or un, unseen, oftentimes unseen things that don't need the limelight, don't need the attention. And yet they're the ones who really should be, in my opinion, role models. And so I'm hoping that with the Me Too movement, with the, you know, just with all the shifts that are happening in our country and, and we're seeing kind of polar opposites of all of it, whether it be like uh, Instagram, uh, what do you call it? Uh, influencers. We're like, well, how are they influencing and, and should they yeah. be influencing? And is that something that should be a role model? And should my child be replicating what's closer to maximum porn in order to be enough. And is that the message? I, you know, I think we're having a lot of big conversations, which is, I think actually a good thing to say, like, or should we be focusing like what the national women's history museum does? Um, and I'm a chair ambassador for it. You know, where it's focusing on women of the past who have really added value and, or people of the future. And how, you know, what, what are we putting our attention on? And I think it's just easy to put our attention on people that are, Um, uh, it was that are very distracting and, you know, and, and uh, shocking and, and titillating. And there's a place for all of that, I think, but to what extent do we give that our attention? So I think, you know, staying very grounded and having my, having the the many beautiful life lessons and hurdles have helped me uh, not get, you know, not get full of myself. (laughs)
1: Yeah, well, I know I agree. And I think I, I love what you said, because um when it, I think this will be a great tool um, and show for people when they're feeling ungrounded or lost, they can always listen to your words and feel more grounded and um, centered because you you do get lost in creative industries thinking that you're not good enough, you haven't done enough, no one's seeing it, no one's reading it, hearing it, watching it, whatever it is. and then you like you make a great point like somebody will do something that's just completely obnoxious like on YouTube and it'll get like 53 million trillion hits and you're like, wow, that's all I had to do was do that and you know and it's I think people really have to remember that a lot is done so that you click on it, comment on it, and the advertising dollars go up. Right. Well, yeah, and, you know, so,
2: I've I've worked with like a marketing coach on, on this, like social media coaches and things like that, just to kind of yeah. just, you know, you have to learn. I mean, it's not sure. immediately, you know, you, you learn how to act and you're like, okay, great, I got that down, you know, hopefully, or I'm figuring that out along the way. But then there are so many different elements to the business and part of the element is uh or you know that's necessary is how do you put yourself out there on a platform how do you do press how do you do how do you do all these things I've fallen flat on my face and said things I'm like I didn't mean it like that (laughs) (laughs) um you know so you have to know how to craft yourself in a way that's appropriate and I remember you know having to have a real um conversation where I with um with this woman who you know who i i i really respect and she she's in, she does her organization or her brand is um called she brand and i you know we chatted and it, it, I, was, I wasn't willing to be putting bikini photos up all the time no or
1: me yeah around
2: talking and that wasn't that was not
1: that's not who i am to either
2: to me and and not to say that there's anything wrong with that but it was not authentic to me and what I felt my greater purpose is and the longevity of what I want my legacy to be. And so we had to have a conversation and she said, well, your platform is going to be more slow growing. And, you know, it it is frustrating. It is frustrating that it's now there are certain people that are getting more opportunities because they're just putting out with flashy. And so, you know, I have to remember, you know, and I think we all, we all get to remember what is authentic to me? What is important to me? What are my values and not a judgment on other people's necessarily, but like what is right for me and to keep, keep focused on my path to stay in my lane and not to get sidetracked by all the noise. Cause there's just, I, I was talking what? to a friend of mine about this. I, I, you know, I said, never has it been more easy and available to have tools and wisdom and you know, online mentors and coaches and all of these resources, all of these podcasts, all of these resources. And yet it has never been more difficult to stay focused on what you want with all of the noise yeah. and all of the distractions and all of the vices that are now normalized. It's never been, it's like, so, so it's a constant, it's a constant choice. And you know, I veer off track all the time. I'm like, ah, dang it. I, I, sitting
1: there you know on social media too freaking long yesterday. and I'm comparing myself and look at how did what I did last life night? Is. <laughs> yeah. my, my how life is <laughs> yeah my friend goes my friend goes look it's at I this is. uh look at this app Elizabeth I'm like okay and she goes it turns you into a model and puts you on a magazine cover <laughs> so at about midnight oh last God. night I was just, fascinated by the amount of makeup this app put on me (laughs) it's hysterical i facebooked i'm like well you know i facebooked it and i you know i joked i'm like well we can check that off the list (laughs) i'm on a magazine cover (laughs) it was hysterical but it made the three of us girls here who are friends here in maine um Went, put ourselves through this app, and then, oh, it was so funny. I got the makeup. One got the airbrush, and the other one got the, like, eyelashes, and it was just absolutely the funniest thing because we're all 50, and it was funny. Yeah. Anyway, but, yeah, it was hilarious. But, anyway, one of the things, that, and that, that goes to my next point, which is trust. Um, I think that's what – my I have a motto called build a network of trust. So it's not showy, it's not flashy, it's not this or that. But you know that when you click on anything that has me related to it, you know you can trust it. It's not going to put you into click loops or sell you something or do anything obnoxious or offensive or anything. And I just think that's so important. So kind of maybe that goes with what you're saying as far as, you know, the unflashy. We have somebody who. Being uh, of integrity. yeah, integrity, trust, character, all those things. Being of integrity,
2: being of yeah,
1: it's really um, important to me.
2: I really try to, I really try to align my words and my actions. And uh, like any human, I mess up, but I really try to stay on path with that. And you know, yeah. I think that, like you said, that's probably why you're like, oh, you're so relatable. I'm like, well, I try to be of integrity. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. I'm not <laughs> trying to
2: be something different than what I am. I can go pay, get paid. I get paid a lot of money to go pretend to be other people. And that's fun. And, that's you know, fun. there's an adventure and all of that, but that's, a, that's not who I am.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So no, I, I completely get it. Okay. So somebody wrote us a, a, quite a, a lengthy note in and they begged me to read it on air. And I'm like, yes, Chuck Daly. I will read this on air. He says, hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Brianna. I'm so grateful to have this opportunity to thank you both for all the wonderful good you have done, are doing, and I'm sure you will do. I believe you're always positively percolating and manifesting messages are resonating with open and like-minded people and creating countless life improving ripples. You are both compassionate mm. givers and a champion and champion those who desire to rise above their hardships, whatever they may be. And I love that mindset. So here's my question. And I ask this from the viewpoint of a hopeful centrist which is what I consider myself and strive to be. How can our communities in the world substan- substantively – I'm going to say that wrong be – trans- be transformed into a better, kinder, more peaceful, loving place when it appears so many more people, in my opinion, and please let me know if you disagree, remain happily entrenched in a I'm 100% correct about everything mindset people who passionately care about the subset of heartwarming things they care about but yet consistently fail to listen with the same focus and passion about issues and people they consistently don't care as passionately about ooh that's complicated mm-hmm. any thoughts on that
2: yeah i i do i actually do have a lot of thoughts on that um so there's a couple a couple things one i think it's really important to listen to learn uh versus listening you get to speak up and be right. And and it's uh, the irony is I'm sitting here like talking, this is what I think, blah, 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 blah. But okay. I think that, but that is the format of what this is, right? Um, yes. I think that, you know, I think that listening to learn is really important. I think coming from a place of empathy and understanding is really important. Um, I think that creating safe spaces where people can have differing point of views, but the intention is to to, to come together and to, and to understand, like I get very frustrated when there's a, a real big issue. Like right now, everything that's happening with, um with the whole gun situation. Yeah. I, and, and I feel like there's a lot of distractions around, well, I'm right about this or this isn't right. Or this is, you know, and, and, and I just want to say, let's, let let's have the grownups talk and say, and figure out what we can do to create solutions and anything that's not solution oriented is a waste of time. So let's come up with solutions. Let's try things. Let's tweak. Let let let's hear different points of view. Let's you know explain to me. You know, I've had gun owners and mil- former military talk to me about like, well, this is what I believe and why. And it's like, oh, okay, I haven't thought about that. That makes sense to me. Or you know, I have um, a change maker meetup that I that I started at the at the um, end of last year for this exact purpose. How do we bring people together? Get out of victimhood. Get out of being right. Get out of all of our opinions, and and put into action positive change? How can we help create more positive change? Because I do think the majority of people in our country really are more in the middle spectrum, and yet we're being forced to choose black or white. And I think that there are tons of shades of gray. And so if we can say that there's tons of shades of gray, or just because i may lean more liberal doesn't mean I agree with every single thing or that I'm a hundred percent one thing or the other. And I, and the exact same thing with people that are on the other end of the spectrum. So I think if we can go in it from that point of view, and also from a point of view of what are our values and what are, what do we believe, what do we believe, but also allowing other people to have their values and what they believe. And if we come into it from a point of trying to, again, listen and understand we'll have more compassion and and our minds, we we may grow and change. And I, I think it's a weird thing that when we get to a certain age, we're like, well, I'm right and I'm not willing to change and this is just how it is. And yet in life, everything's constantly growing and changing. That is the only thing that is consistent is change. So that's what I have at least tried to embody. And there are certain things where, you know, I, I've thought, you know, I feel very strongly about this. And then I hear certain information or facts um, or different people's life experience. And I say, okay, I get that. That makes sense to me. I understand that. And, um, and then suddenly I'm softer on that, you know, on that point of view. But it's like, but what if we all came together and said, here's my point of view, here's my point of view, here's my experience. And we're coming from the, in, with the intention to f- help fix it you know i think that's the difference between yeah. people who are often leaders and people who just sit back and
1: criticize you know it's so yeah, easy we to be a, ch- a critic yeah it's we had so a really easy good to be leadership a critic. critic yeah it is so easy to be a critic we ha- and that's kind of all the formats out there too where you can you can just critique everything and there's no you know there's i don't know who you just can <laughs> your voice gets heard but yeah. not sure it's getting heard real for real we had a great leadership right. call yesterday with um Jamie Beckler and um, I'm, I'm I'm I like to interject sports a lot into things because you know I'm a mama four boys and all that and all of them played sports and so a lot of my thinking behind best ever you is like sports and athletics and mindset and integrity and character and discipline and all those stuff all this stuff but um, the my point in saying that is um, you brought up the word leadership and leadership is just Oh, my gosh. Leadership is so interesting to me um, because of something you just said also when you said listen to learn. I love it when people listen to learn um, and not listen to just be heard because so much like what you just said, so much more can be done. Um, I wish we could train more and more people to respect, like you're saying, all the different viewpoints and all the different things because when people bring up other viewpoints, you, you just, you know, you just said it like, Oh, I hadn't thought about it that way. I thought that, I mean, I just, I love that whole approach to things. I wish we would do way more of that rather than all the bashing and fighting. Um, but I don't know. Cool. I, I don't know how to implement that. Do you, <laughs> do you just start well, doing I it? Think, uh,
2: yeah. I think that, I think that creating, you know, community organization, you know, community organizing, you know, like I -hmm. I said, what can I do to add value? I'm going to bring people together. We're going to focus on what's working. We're going to focus on positive things. Yes. We all have strong opinions about a lot of it. and We could write essays and dissertations about it, but that's not going to solve the problem. So, and it's just preaching to the choir and it is easy to critique. It is hard to lead anyone that's the CEO of a business knows that it's it's hard to make, you know, you don't always see everything beyond your periphery. And what you need is people who are solution-oriented to say, hey, I noticed this isn't working. Maybe we could, and, you know, this isn't working. And if they're really of value, they could say maybe we could try this, this, or this. If we came about it from a yes and improv point of view, we would get so much more done. But instead, we, we often, you know, come about it from a point of view like, well, nothing's going to work. Nothing works I'm right, you're wrong, you're bad i'm good and and it's just this polarizing point of view that keeps people in victimhood instead of instead of in the space of being creative and and, and creating something that's maybe not you know that doesn 't exist at this moment. you know solutions yeah. don't always exist in that moment, or we have to go outside ourselves. And ask and be vulnerable and say, I don't know the answers for this, but I know this is a strength of yours, or I see that this business is doing well, or I see that this is run well. What can we do? I mean, why are we not having all the world leaders coming together and talking about the systems that are really working and why? And why aren't we just borrowing these systems from each other? (laughs) You know what I mean? There are things that, to me, I'm like, we overcomplicate things and we really should simplify things. And yeah, I, I I feel like we are all more more alike than we are different.
1: Wouldn't it? I have a so so naive and sometimes I laugh at myself pageant view of the world, you know, like world peace for real. And um, I I crack myself up sometimes because I just I always think wouldn't it just be so much easier to just have fluid everything world worldwide where I, I don't care what what religion you are what gender you are, what race you are, what anything you are. And you get to see, I would love to see so many different things, but fear pops up um, so much because, you know, you just, I just don't know anything about it. I just think it'd be so cool to be able to move throughout the world um, peacefully and without fear.
2: Yeah. What do you think? Well, and I also that naive? think that we're. No, but I think we're fed a lot of fear. And I think fear is a way to control the masses. Yeah. So, you know, like back in Roman days, if you know, when you go to Rome and you go to the, the Colosseum, you find out like really the whole point of the Colosseum and all those games and all that carnage and all of that, you know, stuff was just to keep the masses at bay. It was a distraction so that the yeah. people in power could keep doing what they want to do and no one will rise up. So we have a lot of dis- we have a lot of distractions and uh fear is an easy way to paralyze people. When we're fearful, mm-hmm. we're paralyzed and we don't take action. And I'm not saying we need to have an uprising to the government or anything like that, but I'm no, saying no, no. that yeah. we we don't always like we don't always fulfill our our heart's desire. We don't always write that book or we don't always, you know, try and take that that class that may inspire us. We you know, go to that place. And, like I said, <laughs> Yeah, it's easy, and it's easy for other people's fear to to with to to make to stop us if we allow it. You know, because of their criticism, because of their fear, because of whatever place they're coming from. It's, you know, I've had a lot of people in my organization say to me, you know, if they especially if they've taken a break and then they come back and um, and say, gosh, you know, I just I was out on set and I forgot not all women are supportive of each other. And I'm like, no, that is not <laughs> yeah, the no. dynamic of this nothing. industry. No. At all. Yeah. And that In is all. the whole, yeah. you know, the whole point. And the same with men, you know, or it's like, well, I need to be stoic and, and strong. It's like, well, not, not, that's not, that's not the way that the world uh, works for the most part, but it could be. And it can be. And if you just lead by example, more and more of that will become normalized.
1: Yeah, Gee, I, I always you want my other part of my naive thinking. I always I always mm-hmm. wish there was like a a, a group of leaders, the whole every leader from every country and whatever that got together and put together like a world like code. We like we we aren't going to do these ten things. We're never going to do this 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 and this and just the world sort of decides collectively that that's the way it's going to be. Wouldn't that be kind of nice? It'd be so much easier. Or maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe not.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Right. Well, and oh. then, and then, but you know, we have to, we have to address greed. We have to address people that are, yeah. you know, dysfunctional or are sociopaths that don't have empathy. You know, being a leader is uh, being a good person who decides to step into leadership is really hard because you're going to make mistakes and people are going to be extremely critical. I mean, I have friends who are in, you know, leadership positions in, in their Mm -hmm. world, you know, in their, in their industry. And it blows my mind how nasty, um, so many people can be, especially online. I mean, the things that I've seen written, um, are I, I, I'm 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 shocked because I know if I sat across from this person, you know, I would say, "Are these your values? Are these? Mm-hmm. Is this how you speak to your mother? Is this how you speak in church? Is because you claim to be this thing, and yet you're literally taking time oh, to true. lash out and say the nastiest things." And, and it's, it's, it's it's interesting. It's, it's like what happened to uh, the golden rule. What happened to, to being, you know, to being a good person? And I think that we have a lot of, I think the problem is we need to get off social media more. Um, It's addictive. There's more and more studies coming, coming out about that, um, you know, or limit it, you know, and, and not have these, these arguments that go nowhere just to be right. And instead take that, all of that beautiful energy. And I'm not saying put your head in the sand, Take all that beautiful energy and focus, on, focus that on the things that will actually create change. Focus that within your own life. You know, it's so easy to, like, look at everyone else around you in your world and say, well, they're doing this wrong. And they should do this and that. They should do this while part of your, parts of your life are on fire. It's like, okay, well, what about what's not working for you? Why don't you look at Focus that instead of getting distracted, yeah. pointing out everybody else's stuff? Why don't you become the best version of yourself and work on that and, and help support other people? You know, and, so, and, and I think that's, that those are the values that most of us were raised with. I and mean, if we get honest with ourselves and still with ourselves and say, that's, that's what I want. That's who I am. Like, I don't need to be a bully and nasty and say things that are inappropriate for
1: no reason, yeah. you know, because I'm mad no, about yeah, something I, else. <laughs> I, I experienced that on a, on a, throughout my life, I've t- totally experienced varying degrees of bullying um, in person, online, whatever, you know, mostly in like respect to, you know, um, like if I have like a high achieving goal or something like that, people will be like, you yeah, you can't do that. La, 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 la. But like um, when I was Mrs. Maine um, many moons ago, mm-hmm. like in 2006, there was a whole online board dedicated to how fat my thighs were I mean everybody I mean there were there were thousands of comments about my thighs I'm like seriously that's what you guys are worried about Or my thighs huh and they're like eat more cookies make more cookies (laughs) just like so you know it's just that you take you just take something as silly as that and you just think wow that happened to me and you think wow what's really going on in the world (laughs) you know because right it's a lot of sadness
2: there's a lot of people that are very sad there are a lot of people that are very hurt we're all sad we're all hurt we all have our trauma we all have our burdens that whether people know about it or not but it's what do we do with that pain what do we do with that pain do we choose to stew in it do we choose to lash out at, at other people and react We've all done it at have a road rage, right? <laughs> We've all done it, but do we catch ourselves and say, you know what? That's not that person's fault, or they might be having a bad day, or I, I don't need to, I don't need to teach them a lesson right now. I mean, sometimes you need to speak up and teach lessons and have boundaries. I, I'm all for that, but to what degree and in what way is constructive? Well, and you know, I, I, I would assume that most of those people who are writing about your size are. You know, have their own body dysmorphia and their own eating disorders and their own sadness. And if that, if, if someone made a comment like that to their child, you know, or to them, they would be horrified. And yet they're not even, they're not even being self aware enough to, to see how they're, they're literally contributing to the problem. And so when we take responsibility for our actions and atone for them and feel guilt and, you know, and then shift, <laughs> you yeah. know, instead of having to be right, that's where growth happens. That's where these things happen as where self-awareness happens. And, you know, I, I think that we, we get to hold a mirror to one another and we get to haters can hate, but that's just their, that's them having their own glass ceiling of their own uh, and stewing in their own limitations. But, you know, I, I'm a big believer in, um, like I said, leading by example, because, you know, as Marianne Williamson, who's one of my favorite, uh, favorite authors and speakers, she, she says, you know, we're not afraid of greatness um, or we're not afraid of failure. We're afraid of our greatness. And she has mm. a beautiful quote that I love that's on our, our new Hollywood website. And it's actually in the beginning of my book. Um, and I just really believe that like, when we shine our light, we allow other people to recognize that they can shine too. And that is the most powerful and other people yeah. that aren't ready to do that, that's okay that's their journey, but eventually hopefully they'll they'll get out of their own way you know and learn mm-hmm. from the whatever circumstances are in their life and 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 be able to do do the things that they really want to do instead of hating on other people who are doing it
1: yeah i know I know for me that was a big inception point for best ever you at that moment being thirty six years old and having a whole you know Forum written about my thighs at, and you know it was really interesting too because I'm like five three and at that moment I was like 100 and maybe 25 pounds tops so I'm like wow really I I don't know what mo- what less I could eat to solve this problem <laughs> so I just decided you know what I am going to help people be their best because you know it was and it, that sounds that wasn't the only reason why but you know it it calculated into the whole business plan of Best Ever You to really help women uh, get along. Um, and really foster a, a love of each other rather than a hatred of each other where you build people up rather than completely destroy everything about them. And um, that's sort of a lot of what Best Ever You is. You know, it's not about how you look or how how tall you are or thin you are. How, it's about how you are. I mean, really, yeah. how are you? And when you ask somebody how how are you today, when I ask somebody that, I really sit and wait for the answer. I don't like, I'm yeah. fine. I'm like, no, really, how are you? If you're great, tell me. But if you're not so great, tell me too. Like vulnerability and things like that. And that's, and that's really what Best Ever You, the whole space exists at, from building that network of trust where, um, and just surrounding yourself with love. Teaching people to really yeah. surround themselves with love, like you have. I mean, the new Hollywood yeah. is just amazing. Look at that. Thank I you. Mean, I remember when you Thank got you. your five hundred one c three. I think I, I think I wrote yeah. like a recommendation yeah, you yeah. Write a
2: letter. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, you have yeah, a I mean, recommendation just, letter. Uh, what's yeah, new Hollywood
1: it, doing these days? It's so cool.
2: Oh, um, if you sign our pledge on our website, um, you go to our website and sign our pledge. Um, you'll get a quarterly newsletter. I don't, I don't like to bombard people, <laughs> um, and yeah. you know, and and um, it's just you know, it's always some sort of inspiring information, um, the different. The different uh, initiatives that we have going, like up, upcoming, we have our mentorship event, which will be in late spring. We have our Kindness in Action Challenge, where there's a fun prize. We, in, um, in, the, in the fall, we have our Get My Body Back program, which is a really cool 90-day uh, challenge. to, um, And it's not even just the body. It's health and wellness. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have our holiday party where there's a give back aspect. And, you know, we do a lot for our internally for our members. But those are some of the some of the various things we have for non members as well by signing our pledge.
1: Yeah. Oh well, so, oh, I was just going to ask because uh, we're running out of time. You know, I realized I scheduled this for an hour, and that's why the chimes aren't going off saying you're going over. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to be really yeah. mindful of your time. I do that all the time with guests. We get to chatting and and all that stuff. So yeah. let me let me know if you have five, ten more minutes, maybe is that okay? Yeah, six I have, I have
2: ten hours. more minutes. Right. All good. Okay, cool. Um, um, if someone, yeah, but keep I, going. What, I wanted to say something. I wanted to say something to go back to what you said about like the. The cookies and the thighs and all of that nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's such nonsense. It's just so sad because you wouldn't write those things unless you're really hurting, right?
0: And so yeah. having
2: compassion for that. But at the end of the day, nobody writes on their tombstone was really thin and had you know thin thighs.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Except you know for me, you I'm going to do that now. <laughs> I was, no, you're not. I was because, you know, like, I'm not. So not. I was magically so thin. Not what with
2: matters. thin
0: no. Yeah, no. you're
2: like 90, you're like awesome. Oh, I did nothing with my life and I didn't eat any cookies, but at least I had thin thighs. No one would care. So, um and then people in other countries would be like, "Are you insane?" You're like, <laughs> "You you can you're not starving to death." I I like that's what you you. Oh. Um
1: so How funny.
2: Yeah, so I think that like you said, it, it is about creating a community, a like-minded community. And keeping, keeping ourselves on point with what is important to us, you know, and, and what is our ego and what is our higher self? What is our, what is, you know, what is it that we, that we know to be, to be true, to be a good person. And it's just so easy to get off track. It's so easy to get distracted. And, you know, a simple tip that I think that, um, has helped me and it's, it's, you know, it's not like it's a new thing, but I think that having a really solid, morning routine is the best thing you can do for yourself. Um, taking a few moments to set your intentions and say what you're grateful for or to take, you know, 15, 20 minutes to meditate, to get your brain, you know, your brain and your body focused on what you want instead of jumping, um, jumping on our phones and getting into all that nonsense um, or, you know, just, just being really intentional at least starting the day that way, and and you know the biggest way to alleviate anxiety is gratitude, and the opposite of fear is faith. So when we make a point of habitualizing these seemingly small actions, and for for a long time I thought ah it's nonsense, but when I started habitualizing them, my days were different. How I responded to things were different. I wouldn't get as hooked in when people would say or. Do things that were dysfunctional it's kind of like let it wash off my back like oh, okay well that's that's what they're dealing with um yeah. and also you know i'd have the strength to speak up if someone was being disrespectful being like hey that's not okay and you don't get to, to to respond or act that way so step up or step out <laughs> you yeah. know so i think that you know all of these things are just beautiful opportunities to learn how to grow and be better versions of ourselves best ever you <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so let's talk about let's go back to your book for a little bit here because this is cool what if someone's going to buy your book what can they expect like you know what's what's in it give us some just like details of, of something so if somebody would want to go go to your shop button and click buy, and
2: buy it yeah um it's yeah. okay so how it's broken down is pretty simple. I go into, you know, who the heck I am and why do I get to behalf of this? So there's like a couple pages about that. It's you know nice and condensed um, to show that my life experiences equal the knowledge that I'm about to share and why I, why I feel like these systems work. I also give a lot of credit to people who I've learned things from, because I think that that's very important. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and so just to kind of reference things, and also if people want to explore other tools along the way in their journey, because I think that's important to continue to have a lot of different features and tools. Uh, then it goes into, you know, how to create goals and break them down in a way that's really simple. And there's some exercises that are used to help you get in touch with your subconscious so that you're really clear on what you want. Because a lot of times we say like, oh, I want this. But our actions and our words really don't align with, don't align. So, and I see that a lot. I see a lot of artists, you know, they want one thing, but then their behavior is another. I'm like, do you not see that how you spend your time and your money literally does not equate the thing that you say is a priority to you. So if you, wanted to, if you want to manifest more of that, then you've got to make sure that you're aligning things properly and not just, like, you know, be hopeful and wish on a star. So, um, so break it down into tangible things. There's some exercises in the beginning. Um, I recommend that the first 50 pages, you take, you take some time and just barrel through it, have a glass of wine, have some tea, put on soft music, do it with a friend, and you get really clear of what you really, really want. And then how to break it down into goals for the year, um, and then how to break it down for goals for the quarter, and then how to break it down um, so that each month you're, you're taking consistent action toward what you say you want. And I'm a big believer in not just having professional goals, but personal goals, um, having goals that fill you up, and then also really being conscious of what, ha- what habits you want to create. Um, or um, continue to have and so all of that's broken down in a really simple way and then the system kind of repeats itself each month so you are just you're holding yourself awesome. accountable there's there's some um prompts at each month so that you're really so you stay focused on oh yeah that is working okay because we don't often see like the, the wins, we, you know, we don't see the journey of the wins and we're such an instant, we want everything instant. So it's like, well, I haven't increased my, my uh, earnings 50% yet. Like, well, no kidding. That's going to take a while. <laughs> oh, that's
1: a process. That's an <laughs> yeah.
2: ultra marathon. Maybe it'll happen quickly, but usually these things, you know, you would say percolate. So um, I think that, you know, having taking the time to be consistent, taking the time to see, oh, things are working, life is moving forward, or, oh, that setback isn't actually a setback, it's a lesson, and what can I learn from that, and how can I course correct, or, you know, or that, you know, life is giving me an F in this area, or a C, and maybe I need to, you know, reevaluate my actions or refocus because I'm a big believer that there has to be fluidity within the rigidity. So a lot of goal systems, you know, there's a lot of things that work. But what I have found is that most people, depending on your personality, it's either it's too difficult to get started, so you just don't do anything, or or and you just keep doing what you've always done, or you're extreme. And it's really easy to be extreme for a while and then fall off because it's not maintainable. So what this, what I've, you know, Beth and I have helped kind of create is just a system to keep you on track because we can't always be sprinting, you know, and we can't always be resting. <laughs> so tiny, tiny forward action and know when you're like, and again, to go back to your sports analogy, I was a soccer player and I was, a, I'm a runner is, you know, there are times when you're doing a marathon, and I've done a marathon, where you know, this is my steady pace. This pace I can do forever, or it feels like it. And then this is the pace where it's, ooh, that's harder. And, you know, and and so you know, all right, this period of time I have the energy to go harder. And there are times where you're at the finish line, and it's time to sprint and really focus. But there are also times when afterwards you have to rest and you have to celebrate. Right, because it's so easy to like accomplish things and then be like, ah, well anyway, next <laughs> you don't celebrate yeah. the wins and all the hard work and then you're not filled up again. So this system just helps just helps be a gentle mm-hmm. consi- if you use it consistently. The people that use it consistently have told me how it's really changed their life, how it's really added value. And um and like anything, how you do one thing's how you do anything so um but but by committing to yourself it's not like you know it's taking the time to commit to yourself and what you really want and you know you, you'll create what what it is that you, like you're manifesting your mission and, that, and those things change and shift mm-hmm. and evolve and it's so I, I'm really happy with it and I'm, I've been really loving the feedback mm-hmm. and You know, it's been it's been cool. It's been cool. Just like a couple months in having people that I've either, you know, gifted the book to or they're part of the organization that are newer or um, have purchased the book writing me and saying, oh, my God, I did it and I and I'm doing it. And I've noticed such like things happen in my life. So many great things happen in my life. And I'm like, yeah, it's just sometimes we just have to change the lens of how we choose to view what's
1: going on. Love it. Yeah. Is it, is it a book that you can write in? Yeah. Or do you? It has okay. a
2: journaly aspect and yeah. Cool. The calendar, all, right, well, all that stuff.
1: I am so excited for you. And, and um, before we go, what's one goal you have? Because I'm huge into goals. I mean, I think everybody knows that about me. I, I talk about goals all the time. And we talk about talking about your goals with other people so that they come true in case somebody's listening um, uh-huh. and you need help. I love that. Like, so what's a goal you have? Do you mind sharing one? My
2: bigger goal this year is family. So I got married last year and, um, and we're focused on having a family this year. So that's, uh, that's my big goal. The big next chapter. The big baby. game changer, as I've been told. <laughs> my
1: little my little sister's pregnant right now. Their second baby, and I'm so excited. And it's a girl. It's a girl. So she's gonna get a boy. She's due it in July. And um, nice. so she's got a baby boy, Scott, who's a little over a year, and then she'll have this little munchkin, and I'm so excited, and it's so funny, because we're in, a like, a little group chat with my mom and my sister, Alex, and she's like, uh-huh. the baby, uh, Scott won't go to bed at night. And, and uh, she, he sleeps between us. And so there's sleep training and I'm rolling. I'm I, sorry, Alex, mm-hmm. if you're listed, I'm in my, <laughs> I'm rolling. Cause you know, my kids are 16, 18, 20 and 22. And I'm like, I told you not to put him in your bed. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I literally, the texts are so funny. And um, I feel for her though, you know, cause they're trying to get ready for the second, you know, the second baby. And, put him in his own bed and oh, what a process that is that in potty training. I can't wait for those. Oh my God. <laughs>
2: so many things
1: to learn. <laughs> well, you, you know, it's clear. It's much more clear when you're 48, you know, it, you look back and you go, okay, yep, I've got four kids and all that good stuff. So it's a whole parenting blog in itself. But of course, when I was in it, it you know, if, if, if I had a way to text my mom, she would have been <laughs> rolling too. <laughs> You know, but exactly. my mom was always there. Oh, so funny. But anyway, so oh, good luck with that. I'm I'm really excited for you. Babies Thank are awesome. Thank you.
0: Thank you, have you.
1: Yeah. Twins. <laughs> that's oh, what you no, need. Oh no, I don't want twins. <laughs> I mean, if that happens, then
2: there you go. But that's oh. not. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. That's, that's a lot. Oh gosh. Oof.
1: I just put that out in the universe, didn't I? All right. So anyway, yeah. all right. Well, I love talking to you, and um, I love your article that you wrote on Best Ever You. I'll put that with the radio show and make sure people see that again. I'm really grateful for you always. And um, you. I just appreciate you being here, and I hope you come back again in you know, a couple months or something like that and give us a little update and talk about more goals and whatever else you want to do. And, and um, I'm very excited for Beth to be on the show. We decided. I think we decided on a date Last night I'm not sure if I have it written on my calendar. Nope, I don't. I think it's April twenty sixth. I think Beth is gonna be on April twenty sixth, Beth Navarro. So um yes, awesome. yeah. Be
2: awesome. yeah, yeah, and then to buy the book it's um you just go to my website Brianna B R I A N N A dash Brown dot com slash
1: shop. Slash. Shop. So that's how, yeah, that's how you get it. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. I'll make sure and put all those links and um, there's so much news and information and um, I I didn't get through your whole um, biography on the show today, but there's a great, there's a a really nice, if you click biography also on Brianna's website, there's all so much information about her and all the awards she's won and shows she's been in and uh, all sorts of stuff that we didn't talk about today due to the, time that I've gone over all right lots of love Brianna (laughs) (laughs) like I said we could talk for days yeah Uh,
2: yeah it's like it's like my motto I'm like I you know I I do a lot and I care a lot
1: (laughs) yes you do Yep, yeah, you do. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Best Ever You show. We're so thankful that you're with us and thank you to Brianna Brown, actress actress and author Brianna Brown, um, who's the author of Manifesting Your Mission. You can go to her website and just click shop. I'll put her website link up on here too. So that'll be easy and we'll put that in our community and everything. And we, um, it's one thing I love, I, I was saying this yesterday about Best Ever You and um, all of our followers in our community. I love how you engage our guests. That means... So much to me, um, I can't even t- articulate it, but when we have a guest on here we've had over four hundred now four hundred and twenty something now. Um, when we bring a guest on here, we really mean um, that they've got great information for you to help your life be your best and it's a tool it's a trick it's a tip it's a it's a it's a quote it's a, whatever it is it is a video um, we bring people on here who've got something that will help you be your best and live your best life. And I'm um, just love that about Brianna. So I'm glad she was able to spend the hour with us when she was only supposed to be here for half an hour. And um, I hope you'll get behind her and really um, help her spread her message, um, which continues to be rise higher, shine brighter, and give back. And that's just all she represents. And also don't forget to go to the new because there's great information there too. Thank you. Thank you, Brianna. Thank you for being here. Thank and you. Thank you Thank you all so much for listening and sharing the Best Ever You Show, which is now syndicated also on iHeartRadio. It's on iTunes. It's on Stitcher FM. There's a whole bunch of places it goes, but the new one is iHeartRadio. So we hope you visit us on besteveryou.com. Take care and have a wonderful day. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thanks
0: for listening to the Best Ever You Show. Want more? Visit us at besteveryou.com. Be your best and keep it real. Confident, successful, Caring and beautiful every day with Best Ever You. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?